What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, before we start the show, let's talk about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash show. Okay, you'll have to indulge me here for a second. I just wanted to thank all of our Patreon listeners for signing up to support this podcast. We really couldn't do this four days a week without your financial support every month. So don't forget, if you're not subscribed on Patreon, you're missing out on an amazing community of listeners. It's actually, you know, the best place to contact me in person is on our Patreon page. And we continue to post exclusive Patreon-only content, like our post-mortem shows twice a week, as well as the Friday after. After Party Podcast, and commercial-free versions of the Tuesday and Thursday shows. So get going. FOMO is real. Again, that's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm dizzy. My fucking head is killing me. Hello? Our debate connection, so I'm gonna talk fast. The guy you're looking for is some kind of ex-commando or some shit. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. T? T, that you? Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said, Tone. So I'm gonna talk fast. The guy you're looking for is an ex-commando. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, nice, huh? He was with the Interior Ministry. Guy's some kind of Russian Green Beret. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? I hear you. There is, Paulie. Oh? Tony, you there? I d- fuck! <laughs> Call me back! You're not gonna believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. <laughs> guy was an interior decorator. <laughs> this house looked like shit. Bob Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. Everyone knows my favorite Michael Beschloss is Trump trolling Michael Beschloss. And uh, he's been trolling, Michael Beschloss has been trolling Trump with Sopranos memes all hmm. week long. And it's the best. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 3, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 135 of the Biden-Harris administration, 522 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go, and here they come! 
It is the goth ninjas, Jody Louise Hamilton, <laughs> from the Bunker Podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com, also at patreon.com slash from the bunker, and at sexyliberal.com, along with all the other sexy liberal podcast programs. It is your podcasting superstation, so make sure to bookmark it, goddammit. And there's also T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast. And from Astral Summer, we have a debut single from Astral Summer today on today's show. Yay. We're going to be previewing some of that later on. Uh, brand new song, brand new original track from uh, Astral Summer. Astral Summer. You really like this one, don't you? You're <laughs> what? Yeah, I do. I think you it's answer great. with so much enthusiasm when I sent it to you. Um... <laughs> well, you got to be supportive. You got to be supportive of the kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and by actually... the way, my sister. My sister Carrie's middle name was Louise. In fact, before we started the show, right before we started the show, uh, we were talking about Jody's cat, and that led to discussions of hairballs and what cats do to punish their humans. And I couldn't help but to think of Hal Sparks and his stand-up bit about his girlfriend's cat. So I thought, you know what? There's lots of horrendous stuff that we got to cover on today's show. So let's start. Before we get to any of that, let's play Hal Sparks talking about his girlfriend's cat and the noise that it makes when it goes to, uh, you know, give them a gift. My girlfriend's cat, uh, Charlie, he throws up, uh, but, uh, but he, he talks before he barfs. <laughs> Then we have a talking cat who makes like really human fucking noises. This is okay. This is an impersonation of Charlie the cat right before he throws up. This is exactly the noise he makes. I'm not exaggerating this for comic effect at all. This is exactly the fucking sound. That's the fucking noise. That's it. I don't. It sounds so weirdly human. But I don't. He sounds like a comedian from the 30s in an old black and white film, and that's like that's his shtick. Like you kids get off my lawn. You know he does his little. hand. And and it's so bad. I can now I hear that sound anywhere in the fucking house. I can be in the goddamn basement playing drums to a Slayer record, and I hear, and the whole world goes into slow motion. I start going, no. Get him off the bed. Ah, the great Hal Sparks, yes, from the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Absolutely. Well, that bit was from his stand-up act, not from the... He is from the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. And you you gotta go watch his streaming YouTube show also. You know that shit we used to do years ago where we take a Dan Badondi clip and Chez and I would just tear it apart (laughs) for like 45 minutes? That's kind of Hal's show, where he goes through clips from AON and Trump things and Newsmax and Fox News and just tears it to shit. And it is one of the most entertaining uh, couple of hours you're going to hear all day. Okay, so on to uh, serious things, goth ninjas. Um, Well, this is fun. This is a fun story to start off with. Trump's blog was shut down. Let's take a moment of silence. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, thanks. That was great. Um... My my moment of silence right here. <laughs> All right, there you go. Goodbye, new social media platform. Goodbye. Yeah, it's too Your bad. Life was short. So and sad that he's lost his blog. From sad. what I understand, yes. Yeah, from what I understand, I think he 
shut it down because everyone was making fun of it. Yes. yes. And the low numbers. That's the word. Yeah. That's the word on the street. And you know what? I think it's partially the fact that there was no way to reply to it. There was no way for him to see any real metrics. Like with Twitter, he mm-hmm. could post something on Twitter and then go back and do the thing that we all do, which is to watch our mentions, to see how many likes, retweets, replies, etc. But he couldn't do that on his whatever it was, whatever that microblog was. There were no comments. There was nothing. But the funny fucking thing about it, well, there were so many funny things about it. But one of the funny things about it was next to every single post on his little microblog, there were links to Facebook, Twitter, etc., Platforms that he can no longer use for the rest of his fucking life. So absolutely fucking great. It's a shame, you know, because it was always good for a laugh. <laughs> At least that. But he didn't even have like comments open or anything. No, no. comments. Nothing like he that. He knew better than to do that. He's a little. He's a little snowflake. Yeah, and he was the only one allowed to post there, which is why huh? the introductory video was so misleading. It was like, here's a place where we can all go and speak freely, but he was the only one who could use it. And I think that's why it was uh, ultimately an unpopular venture for him because it was <laughs> it was very limiting. Well, also, and, he is a flaming bag of hair and a yeah. nuisance. Of course, and of he's course. you know without the whole like presidential apparatus there to blow his nose and wipe his ass for him. <laughs> yeah, he's completely well, I mean, incompetent. Mm. All he had to do if if he wanted people to comment is moderate the comments. Yeah. That's true. Don't and he didn't have to see them himself. He could have had somebody moderate them, and that way it's only nice praise for him. Yeah, yeah. And and he wouldn't have to see the people that don't like him. So I mean, I don't under. It's very easy to set that up. They don't. They're not very good at the computering. <laughs> That's yeah, right. The interneting is not really conservatives' forte. Right. It was like Jason Miller and Jerry Kushner, like figuring out HTML. <laughs> like they've got a book from like 1998. Yeah. Like learn HTML at home. And Four dummies. <laughs> Figuring out Flash. Yeah. HTML for Red Hats. That was the book they picked up at a yard sale or something like that. Uh, The one thing he failed to do is he failed to put the uh, necessary goodbye cruel world post before he shut it down. Because isn't that what we all do? Like when we're ready to bail out of a place, we put up the goodbye cruel world post first. And then what a lot of people do is once they've posted that and they say, okay, I'm leaving. Bye. Here I go. I'm leaving the place. Let's see what people are saying about me now. And that's the whole idea. You put up something like that just to see the attention you get. But you know what? He's still wrecking all kinds of havoc without his blog. He doesn't need his fucking blog to stir up his people because he's still going on Newsmax and OAN on a regular basis. And he really legitimately believes that because the election was stolen from him, that's what he says, uh, that it has to be returned to him. He doesn't understand that there is no mechanism in the Constitution for doing that. There's nothing that says, oh, here's how. He ever had to ultimately pay all the contractors he stiffed. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, well, it was stolen from me. I should get it back. And it's like, well, you know, all the wealth that you accumulated from fleecing other people, you never gave that back. No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Here's the thing. What do you guys think, though? Is there anything whatsoever to this nonsense about Trump being reinstated in August somehow? I mean, we know it started with Mike Lindell, and now Trump thinks that there's something going to happen. There may be an attempt. I mean, there may be another, you know, occupation of a federal building being planned. But there's no way, there's no fucking possible way he's going to be reinstated unless he somehow 
has really decided to push forward with like a Myanmar-style military coup. And in order to do that, he would need to have supporters. He would need the to have sycophants inside the, not just the military, but the upper echelon of military uh, chain of command. I mean, he would have to have uh, generals, whoever, close to the president, inside the White House, able to seize that building, and then able to arrest... Biden and Harris in the cabinet. I mean, because they, they would have to arrest the entire cabinet. They'd Dude, have this to. This get- is all about as likely as him getting an island with a big fortress shaped like a skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. It's a fantasy, but that's all they need. In fact, uh, today Trump's advisors have been saying that the August thing is just offhand musings. Well, yeah, offhand musings are enough for the red hats. That's all they need in order to say, well, the the big guy, the chief, says we should do this, and so now we're going to start putting this together because Donald Trump thinks it's going to happen. So let's make it happen. Let's make it happen for dear leader because again all they need is a little teeny tiny opening and they exploit it for all it's worth trump was just feeding them enough so that he could have plausible deniability but at the same time make sure the instructions were explicit there's still a way that he can wiggle out of accountability for the insurrection just by saying in fact he's already done he said i was just exercising my free speech and uh, so he was being very careful. He was using kind of weasel words. He could say, well, you know what? Look, I was saying fight in the political sense or whatever. We all know what he meant. And, of course, the, the Red Hats who followed his instructions knew what he meant as well. I mean, it was very clear. He doesn't care what happens to the country. He doesn't care about right. American democracy. He only cares about him. And we've known that forever. I mean, that's not breaking news at all. But his only concern is whether or not he can reacquire power. And he seems to think that somehow, I'm wondering if like Stephen Miller or Jared Kushner went up to him, maybe even Junior. Actually, you know what? This is an Eric level bit of advice. My name's Eric. Um, (laughs) Thank you, David. And uh, yeah, so it's entirely possible that because all of the people in his inner circle only tell him what he wants to hear, it's entirely likely that they said to him, hey, look, there's a thing in the Constitution. You don't have to look it up, boss. Don't don't even bother looking for it. We've already done the research for you. There's a thing in the Constitution that says if the election is stolen from you, you can actually be reinstated in August of the following year after the election. Some shit like that. And he's like, oh, good. This is how we can do it. So it's entirely possible that he's got it in his head that this is something that is actually attainable for him, even though there's no fucking chance in hell that is actually going to go down. It's certainly not going to go down the way Mike Flynn wants it to go down. However, I do want to caution everyone by saying this. We've already heard that there are Trump loyalists inside the Secret Service. There are Trump loyalists, in fact, embedded inside the entire government. I mean, that was the whole point. The last four years, Trump was engaged in this effort to weed out disloyalists because, I mean, we already heard the stories. We heard the stories about him talking to other government officials saying, are you Hillary or are you Trump? And if they say Hillary, then they're out. If, they're, if they say Trump, then they're in. You know, and it was, to me, in aim of something like this. It was in aim of using those people to not only defend Donald Trump legally, but to engage in any actions that he may believe is ne- are necessary to uh, not only retain power, but if he loses power, to reacquire the power. 
Again, stranger things have happened. We've already seen one insurrection. We saw many insurrections prior to that. We saw, you know, whatever it was in, in Michigan, Ohio, in Virginia, where Red Hats occupied state-level uh, official buildings and they were in the lobbies with their firearms. And so it's not outside the realm of possibility. It's just, to me, it's a remote possibility when you're talking about a military coup. It just seems. Guys, I mean, they can't even organize a blog. <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> like they true. are so fucking infighty and backstabbing and incompetent and insane. I feel like the risk of them organizing something is very minimal. I do feel like there could be like individual chapters of like mm. your local racist five hundred four taking over the you know city council building in Dayton or something. But yeah. like, I just. Um, Again, like you look at what has he done since he left office? Because, you know, Bill Clinton hit the ground running and went out on a lecture yeah. tour and like made millions and millions of dollars. But Trump like can barely leave Mar-a-Lago. He's like crashing weddings to run his mouth about these frauds. <laughs> and um, like your drunk uncle, like, you know, like <laughs> a beautiful couple. But yeah. let's talk about me. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, first of all, I think he's... Uh, did he leave Florida? I think he's in Bedminster now. Yeah, isn't he in New Jersey now? Because it's... Yeah. it's the weather down in Florida is going to get super muggy and nasty. Yeah, it's that's hurricane right. season two, yeah. and that makeup starts peeling off of his face. You know, like yeah, <laughs> like spackle. And uh, <laughs> but I think that's one of the reasons why Michael Beschloss was trolling Trump with like Sopranos New Jersey images all day yesterday. I mean, there was a whole thread mm. where Michael Beschloss was going through like classic images from the Sopranos, trolling the fuck out of Donald Trump. It is so immensely entertaining because it's so incongruous. We all know Michael Beschloss as being the even Steven presidential historian, right? Mm. And, and when he starts throwing down against Trump, it is. One of my favorite things in the world to uh, to certainly observe. But, you know, I had this conversation with Jen Kirkman There yesterday. is a particularly cool form of straight white guy shade, though, <laughs> that he's doing. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it's like <laughs> when they break that, like, academic, serious, like, arbiter of history exterior and, like, really throw a couple of good poison darts, it's always a little mm. invigorating. Like yeah. Robert Reich, you know, or Reich, how do you say it? Reich. It's Reich. Yeah. Reich. I think it's Reich. But who am I to, who am I to talk? Because I was saying Myanmar for the longest time, and I'm told it was Mi Myanmar. But it's one of those words that. Well, you could just say it like Michael Flynn. Manet, manet. Manet, manet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> manet, manet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, you're welcome for that earworm, folks. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, I was. Uh, my excuse is that I always see it in print. I'm always reading it. I'm never actually hearing that word pronounced. So that's one of the reasons why I got it so wrong. You know, and I'm saying this directly to my mentions on Twitter. And speaking of that, uh, I had Jen Kirkman. Just call it Burma. <laughs> Burma. Yeah, there you go. That's easier to pronounce. Uh, I had Jen Kirkman on the show yesterday, and I brought this question up to her. And this is kind of just a, a wild theory. I make no mistake about this. This is a crazy fucking theory. But are the remaining insurrectionists who have not been arrested yet, I mean, if they're anything like Al-Qaeda or ISIS, if you take out number one, the number two becomes number one. You know, uh -huh. there was that process during the war on terror where we take, oh, we got Al-Qaeda's number two man. And then someone else <laughs> takes the, the spot. And so it's, it was like every other week we were hearing about, oh, yeah, we got uh, Al-Qaeda's number two guy. 
But I imagine that's the case with uh, people like the Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, some of these terrorist right. groups, these white supremacist terrorist groups. And uh, my question is this. We have already seen Vladimir Putin and Russian Foreign Minister uh, Sergei Lavrov express public support for the insurrectionists. Yeah. Saying that they're... Well, they're, they can have them. Yeah, well, absolutely. But, I mean, they were saying that the FBI is violating the insurrectionists' human rights. That's no. the That's the excuse. No. So, so my question is this, for, for both of you. Is there a possibility that Russia is providing some sort of material support to organizing the Red Hats for something along those lines. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily providing arms or uh, military advice or counseling. Social network space, free of surveillance by the FBI. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not outside the realm of possibility. And my question is, is Russia actually doing that? But it seems to me as if if they were, if Russia was helping out the insurrectionist Red Hat movement here, uh, wouldn't the FBI know about it? I mean, wouldn't uh, American intelligence services have that already on the front burner? Like, okay, yeah, Russia's I'm doing sure. this. And, I'm sure yeah. if they are trying to help them out with anything material versus, you know, social media stuff yeah. and things like that, um, which is to a certain extent, they don't need to help us out anymore because we're doing it all on our own. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think that the FBI and the CIA would be all over it because in the NSA and, you know, Homeland and all that. Yeah, I hate yeah. the name Homeland Security, by the way. I know. I um, know. The Homeland Security uh, needs to be shut down, by the way. That entire there's department There's no need. Was it's, it's, it's redundant. Yeah. It's, it's redundant. Exactly. Um, but this whole idea of a, another attempted coup or continuing coup is really what's going on. Is mm-hmm. Yes, it is hilarious that the blog is, you know, didn't even last three Scaramucci's. Mm-hmm. Um, and all this, it's it's funny, but it's well, also the thirty like, day trial expired. It exactly, it was free for thirty days, and he decided not to pick up the tab for the next eleven months. Um, his his credit card was declined. Something, um, <laughs> but it it just it it is frightening that there is a a large enough group of people that do believe these. In this insanity mm-hmm. yeah. and I mean Lonnie because he goes to these car shows because he's crazy and um, <laughs> this one person that goes to Bob's Big Boy on Fridays who doesn't bring a car yeah. he just looks at cars mm. and Lonnie came home one night going this guy literally thinks that Donald Trump was duly elected plus 73% of Republicans believe that the insurrection was caused by mm. liberals right. disguising themselves as red hats yeah, because that's what we wanted to do that day. <laughs> God damn. And it was all to embarrass Donald Trump. That was the point right. of that plot, right? Uh, of course, it's all entirely bullshit. But there's another dimension to this, too. We learned uh, this week that uh, Representative Paul Gosar was aiding the Ugh, insurrection yeah. by coordinating with the Proud Boys. Mm-hmm. With that particular terrorist group, uh, and this is he according in to trouble. yeah, this is according to the Washington Post, which implicates uh, Paul Gosar in a plot to create so-called Brooks Brothers riots in his home state to block President Joe Biden's victory. Woodrow Johnston, the vice president of uh, political consultancy McShane LLC, told an undercover liberal activist posing as a Trump supporter that Gosar wanted to use the far-right Proud Boys gang 
to disrupt the certification of the 2020 election in uh, in Arizona in particular. We might need to do the same here in Nevada, Johnston added in his message. The protest that Johnston organized remained peaceful and did not actually disrupt vote counting. Uh, Gosar's office claimed that the Trump-loving Arizona congressman was not in contact with Johnston and denied coordinating with any election-related <laughs> protests. Okay, yeah, we take his word for it. Sure, fine. But this uh, liar, liar, liar. Sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's next for the investigation? Well, Manu Raju posted yesterday that Pelosi, on a uh, phone call, told uh, fellow Democrats regarding the January sixth probe that they can either one push for another Senate vote on a commission, two create a select committee. Three, mm. allow existing committees to probe January 6th. Four, ensure one committee, like House Homeland Security, take charge of the investigation per a source who was uh, on the call. How about all of the above? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can never quite reach the caliber of the Benghazi investigations. Like, I, how many Benghazi investigations were there? $450 billion. That's exactly right. Thank you, Jody. There were $450 billion investigations, and none of them turned up anything. There was not exactly. one problem in all of it. Trey Gowdy tried his hardest in the House. He really did. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So what we're talking about here is, yeah, they should have another Senate vote on a commission. Now he has I returned. Agree. Trey yeah. Gowdy has returned to his siblings, Enoch and Ebenezer, in the corn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when you said Enoch, I originally flashed on the slee stack in Land of the Lost. Like, there you go. Which would also fit, because he kind of does look like a slee stack, that's for sure. Yeah. He and Mitch McConnell <laughs> both mm-hmm. look like slee stack with a strange amount of glossy sheen on their faces. I've never quite understood how how either Trey Gowdy or Mitch McConnell, they must use the same giant vat of Vaseline every morning and just and smear Ted Cruz, it all over. I mean, like Ted he, Cruz, they, yeah. They do, like, it's a visible layer of slime. I mean, the guy <laughs> yeah. is as shiny as an aubergine. And, and just... <laughs> yes, there is definitely a Republican thing about making sure your face is nice and glossy. I have no idea why. Like Trump would use the kind of bronzer that had like the flecks of gold in it or something. So he's always very sparkly, very twinkly. But uh, we also learned yesterday that Trump met with a, uh, a January 6th organizer. I mean, other than his own White House staff, of course. Because what, right. we, what we know is that the White House uh, organized that entire event. or they, It was originally planned, I think, uh, among some of the groups, and then the White House stepped in and took control of the rally that occurred prior to the invasion of the Capitol. And by the way, point of order, can we say violent invasion and occupation of Congress? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that is a really good way to put it. And I think maybe that kind of terminology ought to be used more often. I mean, insurrection is getting to the point where it's, yeah, it, it makes sense. It's accurate. But it's also kind of it's losing its... coup. Yeah. It sounds fancy. Yeah. it's lo- But it's losing its sting a little bit. So yeah. while uh, violent invasion and occupation isn't quite as... Uh, punchy as insurrection it kind of because it's a little it longer does rhyme yeah so yeah plus you know i remember <laughs> during the iraq war we described that as an invasion and occupation and that's precisely what the insurrectionists did they invaded and occupied congress violently 
So it's You're all very there. special. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We have a uh, world premiere song from the great astral summer here in just one second. We're going to take a break and come back with more show right after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, if you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, I wish my under eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, introducing my new favorite, the new GenuCell Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote me, I've been using GenuCell for a couple months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around the cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and save big on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L. For an instant 10% off your order, order now. You'll get the amazing Genucel XV face cream. When you order the exclusive Genucel most popular package at checkout, that's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. The Bob Seska Show. me to have to interrupt here but that's fucking great the chorus. brand new astral summer yeah yeah Lucia, you're not like anybody else right. brand new astral summer latest single called what is it david what's the name of the song lucia love yourself and is there a parentheses in there too? Is that part of it? No, no. no. Why did I get? Why, there a was a. Friend of mine has a daughter who is fourteen and yeah. is, uh, bless her heart, going through it. And I just 
was thinking about her and I wrote this and I, that bass line was so buoyant and like yeah. made me feel so happy that I just was like I'm gonna take a little joy here and share it with my friend absolutely so. yeah this uh, blew me away when I first heard it I don't mind saying I initially I thought is this a cover I mean this is really well constructed and I, I love the uh, uh, vocal melody and the, just the driving rhythm of it it's really a great track uh, again, it's Astral Summer, Lucia, Love Yourself, uh, astralsummer.bandcamp.com to go and uh, download. Is it up on uh, Bandcamp already? Not yet. It's going to go up on Patreon on my podcast site uh, tonight. At oh, okay. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. It's for subscribers. Uh, and then it'll probably go up on Bandcamp early next week. Okay, great. Maybe, although I was thinking about waiting till Juneteenth because that's like a big like Bandcamp day that they're yeah. like donating all their revenue. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. We'll talk. Yeah. You know, speaking of uh, Juneteenth, we just uh, commemorated Tulsa uh, this past weekend. Did yep. either of you learn about the Tulsa race massacre when you were in like high school? No. No. I learned about it watching Watchmen. Yeah. So did I. I learned about it listening, uh, hosting All Things Considered. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, I can't remember which show it was. It might have not been All Things Considered, but it was some NPR program that I was on duty that day. Mm -hmm. And I heard this story, and I was just horrified. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, this... Why don't we talk about this? I'm, and so when I did hear about it on the Avengers, I was like, "Well, good. America's going to learn about this story because it was they. I mean, they dropped firebombs on people. Yeah, yeah. Like it just. Did you see the uh, newspaper headline? The Tulsa newspaper headline following the massacre. I did not. the The banner headline in one of the uh, big Tulsa newspapers at the time said, two whites murdered in race riots." Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Talk about missing the fucking narrative. Well, come well, on, think about it. It's racist. 1921 Oklahoma. Yeah, ex exactly fucking right. I mean, we have zero appreciation. White people, especially modern white people, have very little uh, full appreciation for what black people went through. And I'm, I'm not talking about... Well, a similar thing pre happened in Atlanta, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. But I'm, I'm talking about Tulsa. I'm talking about mm -hmm. things that occurred... After the 13th Amendment, the 14th Amendment, the 15th mm -hmm. Amendment, what's immensely frustrating to me is this uh, Republican effort to now demonize critical race theory. And I don't, I, it's, it's just like, how dare you teach our actual history? <laughs> yeah, exactly fucking right. And there is a, a positive lesson coming out of it, which is that we've uh, gradually started to overcome those things, right? Mm -hmm. But it helps mm -hmm. to go a long way to explain why there are current racial tensions. I think this is mm -hmm. so mandatory to be taught this stuff because mm -hmm. there are so many people, and if I, I've had these conversations, we've all had these conversations at one point or another where we're talking to either a racist relative or a friend or someone on Twitter or Facebook, and they have no sense whatsoever why the black experience in this country today is what it is. They mm -hmm. don't understand the long shadow that um, is cast by American racism. And I think an understanding of that will actually create more racial harmony than burying it. 
because you bury shit like that and it becomes a point of rage and resentment, but you emphasize it and everyone gets on the same page and then it can create more unity, I think, in the long run. I mean, it's not something so that happens the, overnight, it, but yeah. Is it Texas that is threatening teachers down there that if they teach the 1619 Project that they yeah. will be fired? I think it is. Obviously, this is something that the uh, Red Hats are doing. They're uh, following the lead of Tucker Carlson and Fox News Channel, Donald Trump. This is like one of the big bugaboos. This is their one of their big, uh, you know, there's lots of silly ones like Joe Biden wants to take away your meat <coughs> and whatever SpongeBob. I don't know who else they're going. <laughs> I forget Dr. all of this. Dr. Dr. Seuss, Seuss yeah. and Mr. Potato Head. All right. that shit from a, a month or two ago. But this is one of the serious things that they're throwing into the mix. Like this is suddenly eating away at the foundation of America, even though we're all familiar with some of the awful tentpole things that occurred along the way. Slavery, Jim Crow, we know these things. But what we don't understand is the history of how they came about and why things like the Tulsa race massacre actually happened and why Mm -hmm. for decades after that, why there was little understanding and zero education about why that went down. And so, well, look, well, the three surviving members of that that are still alive are from, you know, uh, 100 years to they're 100 years old to like 93 years old. I mean, these people yeah. were in, you know, the, the youngest person actually is 100 years old and the other one is like 107 years old mm-hmm. between yeah. the three of them. And it's like so they were one was an infant, obviously, and the mm. other ones were just small children. So it's like, and the people at the time were not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucking horrible. And um, I'm going to tell you why you should feel good about this. Okay, the fact that they are up in arms about critical race theory is evidence that things are changing. Yeah, they're just reacting. They're being reactionaries. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. But. Like, this is only, I mean, it's just like people when they were burning Beatles records in yeah. the 60s. It's like, boy, I guess that wiped out the Beatles, didn't it? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. right. to me, it's, it's only going to, like, make it more enticing mm-hmm. to people to be like, well, I'm going to, you know, and if I was a teacher in Texas right now, I'd be telling my students, like, whatever you do, don't read the 1619 Project materials that I've handed out. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, whatever you do, don't go here on your internet browser and read about this because mm-hmm. it will inform you about things that happened in Texas's history or yeah. the United States history. Um, it's just going to make it more interesting to kids, I think. Yeah, um, well, that's the big consolation, I think, in all of the uh, political turmoil that we're going through right now and division and anger and uh, fighting back and forth, insurrections, and the big consolation is the fact that the American culture is quite liberal and becoming increasingly liberal over time. And the thing is, here's the dynamic that occurs in this country, uh, electorally, is that when the culture rises up and actually takes action, then goes forward and votes en masse, uh, then Democrats win. When the Mm -hmm. culture goes to sleep and says, we don't give a shit, then Republicans win. And that's, I think, you can boil it down to that, basically. And again, the the positive news is that we exist, despite the political, uh, you know, shit that goes on at the top, uh, what happens underneath the American culture perseveres on. And I think you're exactly right, Dave, when you say that a lot of what the Republicans are reacting to is the increasingly liberalization of, 
of American culture. And they notice that, and they notice that it's edging them out. It's, it's, they're being demographic out of existence, in a way, which is why they've got to pass all of these election laws. Cheating which is, laws. Yeah, exactly right. right. They need to secure their foothold in the political debate. Otherwise, they're going to be, you know, basically, the, the way the demographics are emerging in this country, the way the liberal culture is emerging in this country, they're being shoved off to the margins. And we can only hope Hope that in the long run it's going to happen irrespective of the foot stomping and ridiculous laws they pass. So, uh, you know, just going back to the election thing, for example, Ari Berman uh, reported this uh, yesterday. He said Texas Republicans found just 16 cases of false addresses on registration forms out of 11 million votes in 2020 and tried to pass uh, the country's worst ever voter suppression law. Texas had 3,600 gun deaths in 2019, and the legislature passed a bill allowing Texans to carry guns without a permit. So <laughs> it's uh, there's certainly a disparity there. a woman sure. shot her five-year-old child in the stomach while she was shooting at a puppy yeah exactly just she's wrong on so many levels i mean what the fuck was she thinking shooting at a goddamn puppy first off yeah yeah well uh one of the most despicable aspects of that texas election law and thank god for the democrats in the legislature there for blocking this fucking thing but one of the most despicable aspects of that law is it would have made it legal for the state legislature to invalidate the election based on the mere accusation of fraud Yep. Like if someone says, Donald Trump stands up and goes, oh, they're a fraud. Yeah, they were ballot dumps and all of the dumps and why are the dumps and all of lots of dumps. And suddenly, and then the Texas Republicans go, oh yeah, the dumps. Yeah, let's, okay, we're going to invalidate that. So take those 40 electoral votes off the map. Because as we're seeing, Texas is becoming increasingly purple. And so just in time, here comes the Texas state legislature with these ridiculous uh, uh, voting restrictions. Mm-hmm. Based again, it's important to emphasize that they're all based on Donald Trump conspiracy theories. It's based on absolute fiction. I mean, nothing new for the Republicans. They've been doing this for years, whether it's Acorn or whatever. They legislate based on absolute 100% fucking bullshit. But they don't care yeah, as long as it has the Patino truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's why, like with this Arizona audit and the Georgia audit that's forthcoming and Michigan and wherever else they're going to go next, all they need to do is have something that looks hinky or they don't even have to have evidence of something looking hinky. All they got to do is say, well, this looks hinky. And, all, and that's all that's required for the Red Hats mm. to shit their cages. Mm-hmm. And there you go. And then they freak out and then there's another insurrection. I mean, the, I'm trying to figure out like, you know, I guess the FBI would be on top of this already. But what what is next? What what are they going to do next? And there will be a next time. It's just a matter of what is the next time. Every day that goes by, the rage is stirring up even more. It's building. It's like they're wound up and they need to blah. They need to freak out. But you well, know, the, so are we. Yeah. Well, this yeah. This is the thing I keep thinking about. I keep seeing people like going berserk in Target and then getting clocked and ending up on the floor. Well, yeah. look at you the know? New Mexico yeah. election too. Mm. Yeah. Um, pe- the, for Deb Holland's seat, I mean, it, she, the woman that got the job, got even better yeah. turnout yeah. than Joe Biden did. But the other thing that is different this time should there be another time within the next few years, is this president will enact the National Guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things will be different as, in the reaction to it. Um, like, yeah. if there is a gallows built, I don't think it will stay up very long. 
Oh, yeah, I know. There's one thing I brought up on the post-mortem show with Buzz on uh, Tuesday, and I want to repeat this again for the, the free show audience, and that is that as we go into the 22 midterms, certainly the primaries, they're going to start just about now, a year from now, uh, about this period of time in, in 2022. So we got another year to build some energy leading into the primaries for the midterms and so on. Uh, one of the things that we need to bear in mind and this applies directly to and maybe this was uh, part of the explanation for the blowout in that special election in Albuquerque is that the House Democrats have passed everything that we have been asking for in yep. this Congress. Mm -hmm. Every piece of legislation, whether it's minimum wage or the one six commission and on down mm -hmm. the line, it has all been but the uh, federal election laws rolling back gerrymandering. All that shit has been passed by the House Democrats. Yeah. So it would behoove Democrats, liberals, etc., to build on that energy and to bear in yep. mind that the House Democrats should be rewarded, irrespective of what yep. you might think of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema on the Senate side, irrespective mm -hmm. of what you might think of Chuck Schumer or whoever in the other chamber. I'm talking about the House of Representatives here, and we are all going to be voting on our members of the House. Every yep. single one of the members of the House will be up for re-election, as they are every two years, and they'll be up for re-election in 22. And we need to reward those people. In fact, Democrats who are coming in running against Republicans, we need to support those people, too. We need to build on those majorities, because right mm -hmm. now, I mean, other than the special election in New Mexico, the majority in the House for Democrats is shrinking for some fucked up reason, even though, again, they're doing everything we want, everything we have asked for. All this discontent about, well, those fucking Democrats, we've got the House and the Senate and the presidency and we can't do jack shit. People whining and bitching about the current status of the Democratic Party in Washington, not realizing that the House has passed everything we want, not realizing that, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, not only is Joe Biden immensely popular, but he would sign all that shit if the Senate yeah, would just would. pass it. So when we're categorically bitching about all of the Democrats in Washington... Maybe focus on the Democrats who are really at the source, at the center of our discontent right now. And that'd be Manchin and Cinema. And all we gotta do yeah. and by the way, Kirsten Cinema just increasingly pissing me off these days. She should what is wrong with her? She's what like a, she's do like they a have Batman something villain. on her? I mean, we already know that she's she's fluid. Yeah. We already know that. So yeah. I mean, what is it? She lied about being bisexual and doesn't want anybody to know about that. I, don't I mean, know. what the fuck is wrong with her? I mean, maybe she's looking at the demographics. God. Maybe she's looking mm. at the demographics in Arizona and going, "Well, I got to do this." But the other thing is, because we did not deliver a broader majority for the Democrats in the Senate last year, uh, that has granted Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema the power to be able to fuck around like they're doing at this point. And Don't look at my state. We gave you two new blue senators. That is absolutely true. Uh, but, you know, it was one of those things where we had the is fucking map. The, Demo the Democrats had the map going into 2020 as far as the uh, Congress goes. And uh, there were too many people who split their vote. Said, OK, we're going to get rid of Trump, but we're going to vote for the Republican anyway, which... <laughs> I don't understand. I'll never, I'll never fucking understand that about American voters. We want, you know, we want bipartisan co-op. We want to get things done in Washington. And then what they end up doing is splitting their ticket. It's like, okay, we're going to put some Republicans in Congress, but we're going to vote for a Democrat for president. And then, well, the, and then nothing ever works. Media, yeah. the media presentation of, of constantly both sides thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The thing that I was going to say a second ago, though, I feel like a lot of people out there are fucking around and finding out. You know, like... Yeah. 
Um, these insurrectionists and people, these assholes, these MAGA hat wearing jerks think that like we're all a bunch of like vegan librarian pacifists, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like my friend Ruben, who's from Puerto Rico, is a photographer. He lives in New York City and like he was walking back from the grocery store the other night and a guy pulled a switchblade on him and like Ruben nearly killed him mm-hmm. because Ruben got beat up in you know high school and college and really learned to fight and he was like carrying a 15 pound container of kitty litter and just bludgeoned the guy. He's yeah. like, I knocked the guy down, kicked his knife into the street and just kept hitting him until the police pulled me off of him. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, see, don't fuck with the gays right now. We are pissed. <laughs> We are over it. Mm-hmm. We spent the Trump years getting stronger and crazier and meaner and like just don't try us. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people of color feel that way. A lot of women feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, come at me. Mega yep. hat wearing. Yeah. Well, so. we've got a couple more things on the agenda here for today that uh, I want to get into. Not only you mentioned uh, the Paxton Smith valedictorian speech in texas the Mm -hmm. other day we've got that entire tape it's about three minutes long we're going to play that for you uh coming up in in just a second also i want to talk about the west virginia incentive to get vaccinated which is fucking insane Uh it's like the worst (sighs) the worst possible idea it's like you know what's like we're going to talk about in a second but it's like dentists giving away like candy canes as incentive to get your teeth clean. Right. <laughs> it's just only, so only that's stupid. not nearly as dangerous. Oh, no, of course not. Of course not. Okay, back with more show after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! Listener, first time uh, submitter, I guess. I don't know. This is uh, the Bobby Showers Band uh, at a song called Elevate. It's great stuff. One of the uh, first this. reggae bands to uh, contribute a song here to the show. 
And uh, a really great one at that. Man, there's some great stuff on this uh, record here. There's in the entire catalog of the Bobby Showers band on uh, on Apple Music and everywhere you get your digital music. Facebook.com slash Bobby Showers Band. I'm assuming it's showers, not showers. I sh- maybe I should have asked him. <laughs> BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah, this is great stuff. So we're going to hear a lot more from the Bobby Showers Band in the coming uh, months and years on the show. So thank you again for submitting. Uh, okay, we have some breaking news. Uh, I, I always feel good whenever I grab this shit before we wrap up the show. Uh, mm. But uh, Washington Post is reporting that the FBI is investigating Postmaster General Louis DeJoy in connection with his political fundraising. <laughs> They're coming. The justice is coming for the goombas. That is fucking for sure. FBI is investigating Postmaster General Louis DeJoy in connection with campaign fundraising activity involving his former business, according to people familiar with the matter, uh, and a spokesman for DeJoy. So this is all but confirmed. I mean, well, it seems like it's entirely confirmed. FBI mm. agents in recent weeks interviewed current and former employees of DeJoy and the business, asking questions about political contributions and company activities. These people said prosecutors also issued a subpoena to DeJoy himself for information. Uh, one of the people said that person, like others, spoke on the condition of anonymity. Uh, Mark Corallo, a DeJoy spokesman, confirmed the investigation in a statement but insisted DeJoy had not knowingly violated any laws. Well, of course, you know, why would he have any reason to break the law? If I may, it's shot and Freud delicious. <laughs> That's right. You just made Malcolm Nance really happy, David. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Mr. Joy has learned that the Department of Justice is investigating campaign contributions made by employees who worked for him when he was in the private sector. So that could be seen maybe as, what, straw donations, perhaps? That's exactly what that is. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what Dinesh D'Souza was doing. Exactly. Dinesh D'Souza was getting, like, friends and family to donate to whatever Republican committee or uh, I forget which uh, people received that money, but Dinesh D'Souza was getting friends and family to donate. And then he would Dartmouth class and, and then, and then for Congress. And then Dinesh D'Souza would reimburse those people. Right. And right. So that was the, uh, that was the scam. So maybe that's what DeJoy is up to, but we know that through his former business, that's one of the motivating factors behind why he's fucking with the United States postal service. Fucking A. Talk about a wolf in sheep's clothing. He is tearing down the USPS. And what he wants to have happen is for the American people to go, ah, you know what? Fuck the Postal Service. I'm not going to use it anymore because it's completely unreliable. Let's go with one of the other ones, one of the private competitors to the USPS. Mm -hmm. And so that's the point. And then maybe one of those competitors... DeJoy's former business, for example, becomes, uh, you know, increases its bottom line. And that's the whole point of all of this. So all of these guys are fucking going down. Uh, quite frankly, I don't know why DeJoy is still in charge. Why he's still um, because a postmaster they, general. Have they seated all of the people that are on the board yet? Because I know they've been approved, but they're, they're the only ones that can fire him. And until they're all sitting down and vote on it. Yeah, that's a really good he's question. There. Do we still have David? I'm here. I'm uh, just... Uh... Okay. 
Oh, I was just saying that DeJoy isn't so much a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's more like a raving chimpanzee in pig's clothing. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> exactly <laughs> or right. Or just like a pig dressed as an angry thumb. Yeah, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Well, uh, meanwhile, West Virginia is planning to give away firearms as an incentive to get vaccinated. Jeez. What could possibly go wrong? Here, you've, <laughs> you've been vaccinated. Here's your AR-15. Knock yourself out. What's pissing me off is that there are people around the planet that want to be vaccinated and our fucking assholes in this country need to get guns and beer and donuts. (laughs) Honestly, I am so desperate to go dancing and play a show and hang out with no mask in public that I'm like, whatever it takes. No, I agree with that. But it's like we are so fucking entitled motherfuckers that there is a percentage of this population that are like, eh. Mm hmm. Yeah. We're going to need to be incentivized by, you know, guns. To save our lives and our friends' lives and our loved ones. It's like, it's so fucked up. You know, I'm still double masked outside when I walk. And I'm not anywhere near anybody when I walk. But I'm, and there are people that I know that are vaccinated that I walk by in the neighborhood. Nobody gives me shit for still being masked up because they know I'm vaccinated. But they're like, yeah, do what you need to do. Yeah, we can't let our, we can't let our kids walk around with a mask. But if we just, if if we leave our AR-15s laying around long enough. You know, that, that seems well, I mean, that's what's happening. I mean, kids I know, are I know. kids are getting shot every fucking day and uh, mm-hmm. they're shooting each other mm-hmm. at the same time. I mean, you, you mentioned that. Uh, where was that uh, shooting that took place where that woman shot the puppy or was, Texas, was trying to shoot say? the puppy? Yeah. yeah, it was somewhere in, in Texas. For, Texas. Why, why <laughs> the fuck was she trying to shoot the puppy in the first place? Like what kind yeah. of fucking sociopath does that? I mean, I, apparently I mean, who takes to- a gun on a family bike ride? No shit, but she was no. It was it was her neighbor's dog apparently that got out. So obviously she and her neighbor are having a dispute, and she shot at the dog three times. Oh my god! Not just one time, three times, and one of the bullets ricocheted and hit her five year old in the stomach. He's in stable condition. She has been arrested. Yeah. And the, the the neighbor has been cited for having his or her dog not on leash. Yeah, yeah. And it like it bolted out the door. That was yeah. all. You know, I just I can't with people. So what happens if uh, the gun incentive doesn't work in West Virginia? What are they going to do? Try meth next? Like a free meth if you get vaccinated. Here, <laughs> have a party. Know, again, whatever works. Yeah, you know? yeah. I agree. I mean, I agree with whatever works, but guns, seriously, people. Yeah. Um, just, but it has worked. It, Ohio's, their their vaccination rates have gone on. I'm sure West Virginia's will go up. Yeah. I mean, California, we're at seventy percent one shot. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're in my little neighborhood because you can go zoom down to your zip code. Mm-hmm. We, my little neighborhood of the you know three thousand people in my little neighborhood, eighty two percent of us have had at least one shot. So wow, that's fucking great. I like my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to look up my, my area here and check the vaccination rate. I've just been watching the national rate. I haven't even bothered to look what's happening around here. Uh, I'm almost afraid to is a part of the problem. But let's talk about uh, this valedictorian in Texas and her immensely brave remarks. Yeah, about the Texas abortion law. Uh, As we know, the Texas abortion law, which was passed, signed by Greg Abbott, bans all abortions. I think it begins in September is when it takes effect. Bans all abortions. I hope it will be. There will be nice injunctions against it. Uh, Yeah, I think there are lawsuits stacking up already. But uh, this is Paxton Smith from Lake Highlands High School. Uh, I know some people who live there, but this is a kind of a conservative part of Texas. I think it's in the, what, the Dallas 
suburbs. Yeah, she she was very brave. Yeah, this is immense. This is about three minutes long. I'm going to play it in its entirety in case you haven't heard it yet. But this was uh, not what she originally had planned to do. But she, uh, you know, pulled an audible here and <laughs> went ahead with it anyway. And thank God for it. I'm not usually very good at expressing my gratitude for the people that I care about. Um, but I would like to say thank you to Coach. I think he's had a bigger role in my life than he realizes. Okay. (laughs) As we leave high school, we need to make our voices heard. Today I was going to talk about TV and media and content because it's something that's very important to me. However, under light of recent events, it feels wrong to talk about anything but what is currently affecting me and millions of other women in the state. Recently, the heartbeat bill was passed in Texas. Starting in September, there will be a ban on abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, regardless of whether the pregnancy was a result of rape or incest. Six weeks. That's all women get. And so before they realize, most of them don't realize that they're pregnant by six weeks. So before they have a chance to decide if they are emotionally, physically, and financially stable enough to carry out a full-term pregnancy, before they have the chance to decide if they can take on the responsibility of bringing another human being into the world, that decision is made for them by a stranger. A decision that will affect the rest of their lives is made by a stranger. I have dreams and hopes and ambitions. Every girl graduating today does. And we have spent our entire lives working towards our future. And without our input and without our consent, our control over that future has been stripped away from us. I am terrified that if my contraceptives fail, I am terrified that if I am raped, then my hopes and aspirations and dreams and efforts for my future will no longer matter. I hope that you can feel how gut-wrenching that is. I hope you can feel how dehumanizing it is to have the autonomy over your own body taken away from you. And I'm talking about this today, on a day as important as this on a day honoring 12 years of hard academic work, on a day where we are all gathered together, on a day where you are most inclined to listen to a voice like mine, a woman's voice, to tell you that this is a problem, and it's a problem that cannot wait. And I cannot give up this platform to promote complacency and peace when there is a war on my body and a war on my rights a war on the rights of your mothers, a war on the rights of your sisters, a war on the rights of your daughters. We cannot stay silent. Thank you. Yeah. When will she be the governor of Texas? Yeah, she needs to throw her hat into the ring now, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. You know, she is, is, first off, that speech was phenomenal. Yeah. Beautifully written. Nerves of steel. Yeah, it did. 
Mm-hmm. You know, to get up in front of God and everybody, your principal, everyone else in your high school. An and unapproved just, speech. Yeah. Yeah. Probably where she is a political minority, where she is mm-hmm. one of very few liberals probably on that dais, certainly in the, you know, among the entire crowd. And I'm not sure. I've heard a lot of young people yelling yeah. along with her. I thought it was. No, she, was, her classmates were with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, it's, it's, it was very brave of her. Mm-hmm. And I went to a, a thing a couple years ago uh, at Burbank High School. Yeah. Uh, Adam Schiff spoke and it was a March for Your Lives speech. Mm-hmm. And um, the students that spoke, there were a few there. And I'm like, when are you running for office? You know, and these were 15 year old kids, 16 yeah. year old kids. You know, this 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 generation coming up, luckily, is aware of the fact that rights are being taken away. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew I I was six years old, seven years old, six years old when Roe v. Wade became law of the land. Yeah. But my older siblings, my, one of my sisters, one of her closest friends when they were 16 um, in, in New York, she got, her friend got pregnant, and so they went down to the city. And her friend was never able to have children after that. Oh, Jesus. Because she, she mm. couldn't get a safe abortion, yep. so she did what you could do legal, uh, illegally. And, you know, she didn't want to tell her parents and most likely if she because they were in a well off, you know, neighborhood, her parents probably could have found a doctor to do it safely. But she mm-hmm. didn't want to tell her parents because she was 16. Mm-hmm. And so she went down into the city, had the procedure done, hemorrhaged the whole nine yards. I mean, she was lucky <sighs> she didn't die, Jesus. but she was never able to get pregnant after that. And why should a 16 year old or anybody, by the way, that chooses to terminate a pregnancy be forced to do something that could term could terminate their rights to ever have a child if they want one yeah. in the future. That's that's insanity. Yeah. You're also going to see if these kinds of laws continue to get passed, certainly if uh, the Supreme Court overturns Roe, you're going to see basically reproductive fugitives. You're going to yeah. see women fleeing also, fleeing their home states to go. Oh, I'll to be blue part of that underground railroad, man. I yeah, will underground totally be railroad. Part of that. A, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Underground railroad. That's exactly what's going to happen, and that's what it's almost going to have to happen. It's almost going to have to be mandatory for that to occur if women want purview over their body, and that's what's mm-hmm. being stripped away. Body sovereignty. It's being mm-hmm. taken away by white men in Texas and elsewhere. That's what's happening. And by the way, white men who would never do their duty to prevent unwanted pregnancies by getting uh, vasectomies and so on. Now, Kimberly, or using condoms. Yeah. <laughs> just, just that. Kimberly was on the Stephanie Miller. Part Heller. of the collateral damage here, though, is basic women's reproductive health services, you know, gynecological visits, yeah. you know, um, pap smears, all that stuff when they kill these clinics and they kill all, you know, this easy access for women to health care. It has the additional knock-on effect or unintended consequence Mm -hmm. of cancer date rates going up. I mean, Texas is one of the most dangerous places in the quote-unquote civilized world to be a woman. Yeah. And it should be a pregnant woman. I mean, the infant mortality rates are, like, you know, just ridiculous because people don't get prenatal care. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Well, and Texas just allowed people to carry guns without a permit. So what's fucking pro-life about that? Well, look. If your interest is to reduce the number of abortions, in fact, reduce it down to zero, then what you would have to do in order to make that a legitimate fucking effort, 
ultimately the point I'm getting at is it's not a legitimate effort to reduce abortions. It's all about controlling women. But the thing mm-hmm. is, if you're really interested in reducing the number of abortions, you get a fucking vasectomy. Do yeah. you fucking do that? If you're a man and you hate abortion, you don't want abortions to occur, then you get a fucking vac- vasectomy to prevent the fucking. And by the way, I kept wanting to say vaccine. <laughs> that's, where my, that's where my brain is these days. You it get is a, a vaccine. It's a vaccine against pregnancy. You get a yeah. Ex- that's exactly what it is. Yep. You get a vasectomy and you support free pregnancy, and that would greatly reduce the number of abortions. It doesn't matter where, what state you live in, whether it's a red state, blue state, row, no row. But no, they will not do that. The anti-choice so people. Also, you're forgetting a big component and the reason why in Germany and Finland and Switzerland and Denmark, there's almost no abortion at all is because birth control yes. is free on demand. That's right. That's right. If you really want to stop abortions, if you really want to save those poor little unborn souls from being murdered in the womb before they can go to heaven, <laughs> mm-hmm. then you keep them from happening at all. That's right. You make birth yeah. control readily. And this is like the Hobby Lobby hypocrisy. They're like, we don't want to give our you know access to contraception to mm-hmm. our employees because it goes against our religious beliefs. Well, it's like, well, then they're going to have abortions. Yep. Well, and that's the other thing that they, they may – certain people are going to try to go after Griswold and Oh, that's what's um, next. Yeah. That is what's I I'm not sure that that would be overturned just because talk about outcry, mm. but um the thing is they'll go after plan B, which is over the counter medication <sighs> mm-hmm. that if a woman has sex, unprotected sex and is worried like it's that those 5 or 6 days and she's like, "Mm, shit." Yeah. Um she can go to a pharmacy, get Plan B within 24 to 48 hours of unprotected sex, and it's a contraceptive. Wow. It's not an abortifacient. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, if she— Actually, it's a contragestive. You're right. And but... so it's like, that's going to be gone because, mm-hmm. well, that can— st- It's like, well, that's within the six weeks, dudes. Well, that's just the thing. Women are going to be required to do that if they want to yeah. prevent themselves stock from getting pregnant. Stock up on pregnant. Plan B, girls. Just yeah. stock up on it now. Yeah. Plus, there's going to be a black market in places where you can't get it. Yep. You know, this is just like mm-hmm. it's it's raising all kinds of uh, horrible, horrible side effects as a consequence of all of this. Mm-hmm. And again, the motivation is not to reduce abortions. The the motivation is to control women. So you know, for example, with Griswold, which is going to be on deck after Roe is overturned, but they want it. What they I just want remember to- Whoopi Goldberg saying in 1986 in her stand-up routine, she saw she walked up on a guy with a stop abortion placard, and she said, "You want to stop abortion? Shoot your dick." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Whippy. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think about it every time. I'm like, man, you want to stop abortion? Just shoot yourself in the dick. You'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, there yep. you go. It's as simple as that. What yeah. they want to end, the real motivation is to control women. Control yep. how women conceive or not and whether they give birth or not. They want to be able to control the entire process from sex straight on through birth. That entire period of time <laughs> is owned by the government of your state. If and not the federal after government. After that, you're on your own. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. No you're food totally stamps, yeah. no you know, assistance or pre-K education or anything. It's they don't like, even yeah. want to give prenatal care. No. <sighs> God damn it. And, and you know what? <sighs> it was just a whole can of worms, and I have zero confidence in the Supreme Court to understand the science because they failed to understand the science when it came to the Hobby Lobby decision, as you were yep. saying, David. And uh, the understanding of the science in this when it comes to six weeks and heartbeats and you know uh, fetal pain and, and those sorts of thresholds 
uh, it's all a fucking mess. And uh, we have Donald Trump to thank, especially. Uh, shit. Hey, <laughs> great way to end the show, huh? Uh, yeah. But at least at least Louis Dudroy might be going to jail. So he might be going to, <laughs> to jail. To, to jail. To jail. <laughs> Jinx. So that's fucking great news. Uh, lots more still to talk about uh, on the show. So we're going to get to it uh, all on the postmortem show on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show is the website address, or quite easy to remember. All you got to do is type in BobSeskaShow.com and it takes you right there, right to the Patreon page, where if you sign up for $5 a month, you get the postmortem show. You can hear us continue to talk uh, about additional topics and all kinds of fun shit. You don't want to miss out. Uh, right there on the postmortem show on our Patreon page. So we, there's two of those a week after the Tuesday show and after the Thursday show. When this music stops playing, we keep on talking and we call it the postmortem show. It goes on for about 20 minutes or so. So uh, make sure to do that. And thank you all for supporting the show on our Patreon page. It means so much to us, and uh, I can't thank you enough. Okay, meantime, Jody Hamilton can be found at patreon.com slash from the bunker. Go and sign up there too, why don't you? It's worth it. Absolutely worth it. It's one of the best shows, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network too. And uh, David Ferguson's brand new song uh, is called uh, Scrolling Up, Scrolling Up, Scrolling Lucia, Up. Lucia, love yourself. There it is, Lucia, love yourself. Astral Summer. It's going to be my Panda. big Italian disco hit, you know? Yeah, and perfect. the remix is going to be fire at Ibiza. Yeah, it was anyway. so weird when we played it because it sounded like you were just singing live on the show. That's <laughs> <it's> <laughs> so much fun. All right, that's it for the show. Have a great weekend. See you on the after party tomorrow. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.